listener's announcement. This episode contains explicit language. There could be some effing and jeffing, the C word, and the cockney use of the word you slag. Welcome to Waffle on Podcast. My name's Charles Brunson. There's nothing wonky about my upbringing. Like most kids, I got into trouble. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, bad. And all my life, I've wanted to be famous. This is the post office I did over. This is what I got away with. This is what they gave me. Seven years! Don't worry, son. You'll be out in four. And I still have my principles. I am Charlie Brunson. I am Britain's most violent prisoner. Prison was... Brilliant! I loved it! It was exciting on the edge. It was madness at its very best. You're ridiculous. It's very exciting to meet you. You're quite a celebrity on the inside. (laughs) You're very massively, aren't you? Oh my god. It's huge. They don't understand. You'll never understand. You're no more mad than I am. And that scares them. You're a brilliant artist. You're a star. A swearage! What do you want? What have you got? Simon Meddings. And I'm uh, Mick Kelly. And uh, as, uh, as the announcer said uh, just then, Kel, there's going to be a... Uh, not from us, of course, but... Um, oh, kids... no. Uh, yes, yes. No. If you don't like bad language, this film, it's not for you. No. So if you've got kids in the car, old people who could have a massive heart attack, <laughs> uh, or you're easily offended, which I find, I find rare, because yeah, yeah, yeah. to us. <laughs> I guess uh, I, yeah. then, uh, then so be. So, Kel, what are we talking about today? We are talking about... 
Brunson. We are, but we got some. Let's have some normal facts first before we talk about stuff. Some some uh, trivia of today and what we've been watching. We've been watching Picard. We have. Yeah. Have you seen today's? Because we couldn't on a Friday today. No, I'm not too tired. You don't. You don't yet. I've been. I've been up since ten past four. No, how am I going to watch it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you got up really. Maybe you got up. No, yeah, that excites that. Them days have gone. Ah, no, yeah, no, I haven't done uh, yet. Uh, um. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I think it's slowed down a bit. I think we've talked about this, haven't mm. we? Maybe mm. there's a bit of filler in there that could have sped it up. But well, be, yeah. I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I'm no. just saying that the first two episodes was so much happening in it. Mm. And the last two sort of slowed down a bit, hasn't how, it? How many episodes are in this uh, Have we done series? five? Uh, uh, no. Five so far, but how many is it in total, do you know? I don't know if it's eight or twelve. What's, what's the usual? these? Ten in it. I think ten for Netflix or Amazon, yeah. isn't it, I think. So. I can't imagine twelve. They can't get more stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, this is basically, this is a building up episode, isn't it? I mean, is that eight now? Have we seen, um, I mean, uh, there's going to be spoilers. We looked at episode five. Uh, is that, is the that the seven of nine? Don't we get to see it again? I don't know, but the way it was left open, I can't imagine that. Maybe not in this series. Yeah. Because you're kind of thinking, you know, what, so what, what's happened I, after Voyager comes back? Well, that thing, isn't it? It's really I, interesting. I was reading that on like a forum about this. The only thing with that 7 9, it, it was irritating because you wanted to know how 7 9 ended from there yeah. and got to and, where she and where she is now. Really, it's like some kind of basically like an assassin, yeah. you know, outlaw and shit. I thought that was cracking the explicit though, the way that woman was taking out the, the bloke's eyeball and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. If my mum was watching that, she would have had a bloody yeah, yeah. It's definitely more adult nature, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and I know. I know, I know there's been a few people of uh, of, uh, of uh, was a bit uneasy, about should we swearing. say, about the swearing. I've got to say, I'm a little bit, but it doesn't bother me. But there's no, no really well, need for it. Afra and Jen, who uh, I, I, she sent me a message today, and uh, she turned around and said that uh, she, she doesn't really have too much of a problem with it as long as Picard doesn't do it. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, because, he because he's too he's too elucutive. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, he's, yeah, got, yeah. he's got too much intelligence because he's a diplomat. You know, he's a person who negotiates. He wouldn't be going in there going, you know, you fucking this and that. But I quite like the way, especially the Admiral, who had a go at him, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of kind of like corruption going on in... Uh, well, that's why a lot of people don't like it because I don't like the way the... Um the way the Federation is portrayed in it, is it? That's oh, xenophobic. But that's because that's portraying that it's America, isn't it? I suppose so, yeah. yeah they, they, also, they, also, I suppose, at the end of the day, it's like, you can't have utopia. Utopia will never last forever. No, no. Because it can't. There's going to be corruption coming in all sides. And you don't know where this... And that's the whole building up of the episode, the, of this series, isn't it? Of where things are coming in and yeah. who's who's the bad people and, and yeah. who is. And like, like I said, I think lots... You've said this before, I mean, like, science fiction is generally a mirror to society. Yeah, of course. It's talking about things and, like, there's a lot of populism in the world at the moment, yeah. right? I'm not going to go nationally more far because it isn't. It's just populism. And that's what this is all about, mm. isn't it? That they're mm. looking after their own. Well, the I mean, Romulans have been trying to wipe them out for centuries. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of them. Why, why do we need to help you? Mm. And that's why Picard is different. Yeah. And I think that is about sort of about immigrants and yeah, going yeah. to Europe and Mexicans going across the border saying, yeah. well, why we don't have to help you? Yeah. And, you do. And I think as well that, I mean, um, Doctor Who, the, the, the latest series of Doctor Who, which I've been thoroughly enjoying, I think a, a lot more people have enjoyed this series mm. than the last mm. one. But the biggest gripe that people, I'm not me, I think it's great, it seems to be what you've just said then, are people picking up populace, picking up what's the topic of today. Well, it's all science fiction, it's, it's always, always been, done that. That's what H.G. Wells was, a, you know, it's, that's what he did, he was talking about the British Empire. Mm. It's always been there because it's a way of talking about it without talking about it, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah, and, yeah. and science fiction, if it hasn't got any oomph to it, hasn't any political, it sort of misses something. Mm, mm. You know, and I think, you know, that's why I was always more Star Trek than Star Wars, 
Because Star Wars was sort of empty well, when you I know, think it Star Wars is more night, fantasy though. Nights and yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like that. We both love it, don't we? Oh, we both but love Star that, Trek yeah. had to make a bit more to it. Didn't yeah, it? it was yeah, like Gene Wagner saying, mm. especially in the sixties, wasn't it? That this utopian is a great idea. We all yeah. can get on. Gets get with the money. Yeah, yeah, there's, get, there's no there's no issues with race. There's no issues with sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he was, was socialist, wasn't it? So he brought socialism into science fiction. Did you get the impression on the latest Picard that Seven of Nine had a sexual? romance with this woman that she killed because yeah. the way that they seem to talk about you know the intimacy yeah. and that kind of thing do you think that do you think i'm looking into that well, this is what not? i'd love to see because as well seven nine seemed very different than she did when she was on in Voyager. well she moved a lot quicker she moved a lot quicker she was <laughs> her face, like her face did yeah no well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the book technology yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, she just didn't seem the same because she was quite jokey and she was vengeful and she was none of them things but no. that's what you don't know what's happened to her do you? Yeah, was yeah. she in the Federation or did she leave because I don't know the time scale between Voyager which is the last thing we've saw in the old yeah I don't know how long that is there's any start well there must be <laughs> Star okay. Trek fans out there I'd like to know how long that is because what you were telling me Picard's meant to be quite a lot older than he is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is he's it's about 15 years older than what Patrick Stewart is like, yeah. I've got a feeling now I don't know who said this like, he's supposed to be around about 90 or something goodness. I'm not because that would that would make out the reason why he's quite because Patrick Stewart's playing definitely playing him a lot older isn't he yes, so his voice is a bit slow and a yeah, bit yeah. lively and all that um, I could be wrong on it, but yeah, it'd be interesting. To know. The thing is, I'd love to, I'd love to have read the comment, the countdown comment, but oh, I, I can't get a hold of it over here in the UK. Anyone in America wants to send me one, please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, which is a bit annoying, um, but uh, but yeah. And uh, anyway, the other thing I've been watching, uh, sorry about it, was Hunters. Oh, you were about it yesterday, weren't you? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Val Pacino. So you're gonna watch it? Uh, yeah, yeah. About um, your list of. I think that's my next thing after when start when Picard finishes. Because it's on that, you can binge your mind on them. Yeah, that's my next. But that's my next thing. I'm just watching two minutes. I'm watching like Watchmen as well, so nothing can compare to that, honestly. I can't watch it though, can I? Ah, oh, it is. is I say, can I watch it? Nah, you might be able to eventually. But I've got to say, I think that's in my top five TV series of all time. No, it, really? blo- it blows me. I can't. I'll put this. I watch every episode twice. When did you do that? When do you ever do that? I watched it. I watched it. I watched it last night, and I watch it again tonight. I do it every week because I love it so much. Uh, you know, there must be people out there watching Watchmen. It's everything I want from a TV show. Okay. Everything original, vibe, super fucking violent, funny, mm. imaginative. You don't know the fuck what's going on, but when it starts making sense, it's ah oh, bloody hell, that makes there. Yeah. I got it from Ray, and our okay. mate Ray doesn't really like it, and he he's said not, he's, he's one of the best science fiction he's ever seen, yeah, and okay. I thought it can't be that good, and it really is that good. It, I, I can't tell you how good it is, it's just amazing. Oh, it's really got me really enthusiastic for TV again, hasn't it? Now, um, before yeah, we... Where you at? Where are you about Hunter? What are you saying about that Yeah, Hunter, yeah, no, I mean, um, the, the first ep- the opening episode is a longer episode than the, yeah, the yeah. Other one. and um I was quite looking forward to because looking at the advert, you know, looking at the trailers of it. Well, just because Al Pacino's in a TV Al show, Pacino, it makes yeah, you want to watch it. Well, his second TV show. Yeah, yeah. The first one he did was when he, his very first acting thing. And, um, you know, it does look quite kick assy, quite violent. And I thought, oh, this is going to be good. But, Mark, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the second episode. But I was, you know, you know when you're sitting there and you kind of think, I always said you buy a, have you looked at your phone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I did start to drift away a little bit. And I have a habit of looking at what the episode's going to yeah, be. Yeah, that's how I've always done that. Um, I just find the main character, the kid in it, just really annoying to start off with. And I found him to be just a whiny, 
Poindexter yeah. and he was just like you know he's selling dope to make money and all this kind of thing but he, he doesn't he says he says to his nan his grand like oh I'm doing it for us so they're gonna but you don't there's something about you that don't believe him you say no you're just a just a dropout you know what I mean you just come across as this Jewish dropout yeah, yeah no, that's the big I always like that with criminal people so oh, I've got to earn a lot more like, well get a job then yeah exactly I hate that there's yeah, no yeah, excuse that because no. not every single poor person is a criminal no, they, get jobs, yeah, they? they get jobs and they get jobs it's a load of shit it's not an easy money yeah. that's what they want and it's set in 77 but you, you know if you're going to use the use the oh he's a pot smoker or something like that then just why don't you just do like the dude man and say well, I do it. I, I buy it because I like it yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah no, don't have to give it a reason just because you like Likes it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, he and he's a bit of an arsehole to his mates and yeah his, his grand gets killed and all this and it's not a spoiler but that's part of the reason why he kind of all links in and he's a Jewish kid he's a Jewish kid yeah, yeah. So and, and and that's how Al Pacino gets introduced at the funeral you know and, and uh, the only slight downside of that is, is Al Pacino but I can see why right because Al Pacino comes in and, and you, you know you get the the, um, the stereotypical uh, Jewish people from film like, oh, yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah. this kind of thing you know the yeah, Simpsons yeah. do a great parody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And he's a bit like that, and he's this old guy, and he's kind of like, he's all like, oh, you know, is this kind of thing. And yeah. you're going, I can't understand it. It's like mumble, yeah, yeah, like, it is, yeah, mumble yeah. thing going on. But a little bit later on, when he, when he, he does something in the programme, right? I ain't going to say what, but he does something in the programme, and suddenly he's not that kind of like, cooked oh, over guy. He's a bit oh, more, right. you know what I mean? And you think, oh, right, okay, I see where it's going. And as soon as that happened, then you got introduced to the rest of these hunters, these teams, these Nazi hunters. It kind of picks up it, and the and the guy who comes across the first Nazi you see, it's really good, who breaks his cover because he, he kind of has to. Um, he's real and just a horrible nasty piece of work. But that's even annoying, right? That's annoying because this woman recognises him, right? Now, obviously, we we you know I, I don't know how you would react. We can't know because we, no, no, we were no, never no. in a concentration. No, 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 no. And I, I don't and. and I, I don't know whether this was based on something, I don't know. But this woman goes, I mean, she's literally hysterical and she's screaming at this bloke going, oh, kill, kill him, kill him, arrest him, arrest him. And, all this. and you know, and you're there going, what the hell's going on? And because like, he ends up doing something. And, and then you think, well, you just got all these people killed, including three kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying, maybe I would go and say because you've been through all That's that. That's it, you know, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's got a lot of potential. Oh, well, I said you want to, you're going to watch it again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to That's it. That's always a sign, isn't it? Even if you don't like it, you want to watch it again, it means something's in there. Exactly. Now, uh, April, right. April the 2nd, uh, James Bond is released, No Time to Die comes out. Billy Eilish has released the single yeah, yeah. of that. What's your opinions of the of the, the song? Song, the song, yeah. Uh, well, uh, to me, it's, it is conservative, mm -hmm. but that suits Bond. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig's Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is a bit down. But mm -hmm. the his Bond has always been a bit more yeah. down, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot more world-weary, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a good song. You know, it, it's better than the bloody Chris Cornell one. It's better than the bloody Jack one. Oh, didn't you like the Chris Cornell one? No, it's all, it, I liked it in the... I liked it on the, when I watched it with the titles. With the titles, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But on its own, yeah. I didn't think, you know, the Jack White one... Sam Smith? The Sam Smith one was just boring, weren't it? Yeah. The Dale one was amazing. The Dale one, but they used the middle act. I think they called them a sorry one ringer moves. It was cue the music, but I'd, you know they're, they're kind of it like the bond, classic Bond theme yeah. that you get in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, and so it's got all that in it. it you know, it's going to be doing well because it's number one, isn't it? Number one, it's got Hans Zimmer on it, and it's got Johnny Marr. I know. Yeah, uh, who doesn't like a bit of Johnny yeah. Marr? So Hans Zimmer, he's, he's like legendary in him, and yeah. him and I John mean, Williams. I've, you know? I've listened to it about five times now. And um, I mean, I, lo I quite like Billy Eilish, funny enough. And, 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 and my daughter was the one who turned me on. Is there a video for it? 
Have they made a video? Not at the moment. Well, there's a there's a 30 second um, promo of the song on the James Bond official site, which shows some more clips. Oh, right. And it kind of works really well with it. Like anything, you know, the Bond songs always look better, look better like you said. When you see the that's top, when you need to see it, don't you? But I think it's a cracking marketing thing. I mean, I, I like I like uh, bad, you know bad guy. I'm a bad guy. Yeah, 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 I yeah. like that song. I, I don't. I hate the yeah. that bit because it was on the BT bloody. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my daughter turned around and she she'd been playing um you know the one the song the first song she did um Ocean, Ocean Eyes yeah yeah she loves that song and and and, and you, you kind of people going oh she doesn't sing she mumbles no she does she no, sings no, perfectly no. well she's a great songwriter so a, with a brother finish and it's a great marketing ploy that you know and as I turn around there's all these people saying oh it doesn't sound like a classic Bond this isn't you can't be doing 1960s and 70s Bond where he's a, a massive woman well, if you want to kill it off yeah. My daughter can't wait to see it because like it's yeah. got Billy Ice on the song, you know, get the younger people involved and, and they and they keep Bond going, doesn't it? But, yeah, is uh, it still um it's it's not David Arnold anymore, it's got nothing to do with it. It's Hans Zimmer who's done this one. Yeah, because it was David Arnold for, he took over from didn't they from from, from John, uh, John Barry. John Barry, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's doing this this one, yeah. Well, Han, the Hans Zimmer team. Yeah, I was going to say that. Hans Zimmer. It's like John, but I think John Williams actually does it, doesn't it? Oh, John Williams. Does, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, thought yeah. that Star Wars. Oh, he's probably had. But no, he actually. Amazing, is John Williams? Oh, he is. He's a, well, we well, didn't we turn around and say we were going to do a, a podcast on John Wh- uh, classic um, uh, theme composers. We'll also do it, John. You you remember this better than I did. We we're doing a podcast on another desert island flicks, aren't we? Yeah. What it's to do with TV things. TV things, yeah. Yeah, we've repeated doing aspects of it. Now, I can't remember Cal due okay. to obvious reasons. Um, is there a theme tune in Bronson? Well, <laughs> I think the nearest thing there is, I suppose, it's the Electrician by the Walker Brothers, isn't it? The first song when he's like when yeah. he's in that cage. Isn't should, it? We, should we should we play that one then? Oh, you love that song as well. Let's play it then. My name's Charles Bronson. And all my life I've wanted to be famous. I knew I was made for better.
Walk Above's album done in 79. They got back together. Ah, right, they got back together. They've they split up in 70, got back in 75, did an album, which is amazing, split up mm. again, mainly because of Scott Walker, and then did an album in 79. And like, he wrote the first four songs on this album. It's called Night Flight. Yeah. And it's got the electrician on it, and it's an amazing record, but it's a bloody weird record. Oh, right. And it's the, the it was the album where everyone thought, oh, this is where Scott Walker's going really weird. But they fell out, right, and yeah. he left the album, now did the other four songs, and they never spoke again. Never been a spoke again? Yeah. Oh, because I had brothers, he's what they speak, yeah, these Rogers brothers and all that. It's the yeah. people brothers then. Yeah, but they were. But I love Scott Walker, so I, don't know. I could talk at the podcast about Scott Walker. Oh, no, well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah. Just entertain the crowd there yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for two minutes. Um, so, we're doing uh, Bronson. Um, and how many times have I said Brosnan and this and then, and then Mr. Bronson from Granger? We can't help it. That's oh, all it is, isn't it? In the, in the swimming pool with his wig. <laughs> with his wig. Everyone yeah. remembers that scene. And then Everyone from, remembers. And there's a space he's got to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we do Bronson. Um, this film came out uh, in, um, well, the BFI first at the festival, the 17th of October 2008. Then it was released nationally. Can I jump in and say something again now? Yeah, sure. Let's just say before we're going to say this. Now, I should start my coffee. We are not condoning the real man. Mm-mm. This is not about the real man. No. He terrorised people yeah. horribly. We're talking about the film. The film. A la Chopper. We're it's not talking exactly about the, the real world. No. So if people go, oh, you're not condoning him. He was, a, he, was he did assault. Well, he is. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he, he sorted loads of people and tr- horrible things to people. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about that. This is a film, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah. talk about film. Yeah, we talk about the artistic point of the film. Yeah, the, the acting, the, film, the story, that. the funniness. Because yeah. the real story of Brunson is nowhere near as funny as this. No, not at all. <laughs> and, 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 and I suppose as well, I mean, uh, like a lot of people in, in Australia and in Tasmania who uh, had to live with Mark Chopper Reed's crimes, yeah, there was nothing glamorous no, about Mark Chopper Reed. But like we said about the film, the film, you know, we love the film because it's kind of like that almost comic yeah. version of these kind of things. But also the same connection to um, Chopper as with this. Of course, Chopper made Eric Barner. Yeah. And Chopper really made did. Um, uh, Tom Hardy. Um, Tom Hardy believed that he got the role in um, one of his later films as Bane because of this film. In fact, it wasn't. It was a film before this. That he'd done. Um, so that's... All right. Yeah, um, it came out nationally on the 13th of March 2009. We went to the cinema to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's directed by Nicholas Winding, Winding Ren. Well, Refn, Refner? Refner? Well, his name's Winding Refn. But he doesn't, he doesn't mind. He said, I'll come from there. No one can say this. So you wanted to talk a little bit about him? I love it. He's an amazing director. Uh, he's a very interesting director because he was a bit of... Um, when he made, he made it, like his first film uh, was called something, was it called uh, Person X or something? I mean, right? And he was like, everyone was hyped up to do this amazing film, and it flopped, and he went a bit weird, right. and then he come back, and then did this, and then he's just opened up his world. Now, if you like this, and you haven't saw any of his other films, they are amazing. Mm, drive. He's done Drive. 
is amazing. Neon Demon, which is about um, which is about the the, uh, the modelling world and Hollywood, is amazing about cannibalism in Hollywood. It's amazing. It, Valhalla Rising, which I still seen, think is the best, one, yeah, still yeah. best Viking movie ever saw with Mads Mikkelsen. That's on uh, yeah. Amazon. And he's also got his TV series on Amazon. Oh. That, yeah, he's got a, about a hitman in Hollywood called... Um, what's it called now? Anyway, so you just put his name in Amazon, you'll see it. Ray, Ray is about eight episodes into it. So okay. It's amazing. And that, so if you like his world, because his world is his style, because he, he was... Um, he was a graphic designer, so all his things look beautiful. Yeah. He's got that thing that, um, like, uh, Hitchcock had, mm. where everything's perfect. If you look at Nicholas finding reference films are beautiful, even if they're really horrible, yeah. like this film, isn't it? Cubic on that yeah, even that this film, it should be yeah. horrible. It's got some beautiful images in it and beautiful lighting. Mm. He's really big on lighting, he's, and he's, like, got his one Oscars for lighting. So if you like his stuff, He's from Denmark. Okay. He's a he's an he's an interesting guy. He's about our age as well. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> it's ninety two minutes long, which isn't very long at all, really. This perfect film. film. Which is quite nice. Perfect film. It's a British film, uh, and it had a budget of. Would you I tell you how much it made? Yeah. Okay. It made two point three million dollars, right? Which was not bad for an independent film. And have a guess how much the budget for this was. Like, oh God, about two million. No. Divide 2.3 million by 10. It was 230,000. No way! That is how much it cost to make this film. But when you think about it... That is insane! There's no real sets to anything, is it? It's all set in that kind of one big hall and they redress it and there's a, all this kind of stuff. And you, that is insane. You, that, honestly, it's, it's amazing, really. But, but how? Yeah. So, um... Tom Hardy plays uh, Michael Gordon Peterson, also known as Charles Bronson. Uh, Matt King plays Paul Daniels, nightclub owner. James Lance plays Phil Danielson, the prison art teacher. Um, and Amanda Burton plays Charlie's uh, mother. There's various other people uh, in this, but I mean, it, there's not really a, a huge. It's I, suppose, I suppose we should point out um, who plays who plays the. Who plays the governor? Jonathan Phillips plays the governor. Yeah. I suppose he's the, he's the other kind of thing. But let's talk. We haven't. Have we done a. Is this our first Tom Hardy film? I think it is. I think it is, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. Uh, So, Edward Thomas Hardy, CBE. Suppose that means. Born 15th of September, uh, 1977. So... What? I don't uh, like him when actors are younger than us. He's made quite a few films before he got big. You know, there's some ones. uh, He's he's one of the major ones that people recognise him as. He's uh, Ridley Scott's Black Hawk Down. Yeah. In, uh, in 2001 and he also played the clone yeah, of uh, yeah. John Lee Picard well Nemesis. we didn't realise at the time because we didn't know who he was because no, no. I watched it again the other week before the Picard thing I yeah know. and that was uh, 2002 he was in Rock and Roller uh, Warrior in 2011 uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spot which is 2011 as well which I, for some reason I thought that was a lot not that long yeah, ago yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, he's, pretty, he's brilliant in that as well yeah. he? Lawless 2012 Lock 13 The Drop 2014 The Revenant um, 2015, for which he uh, received a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Probably should have got it. Yeah. One thing I like that. Um, he played Mad Max uh, in Mad Max uh, Fury Road, both the Quaitings in Legend, and uh, probably, oh, I mean, it's a couple of Christopher Nolan films, three yeah. in fact. Inception, 
Um, the Dark Knight Rises as Bane, and of course Dunkirk, in which he virtually steals the whole show and doesn't say anything because he's an RAF pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is absolutely uh, amazing. Um, before we go through the film, there is some uh, interesting facts. I know we usually leave the facts towards the end, but I thought I'd uh, read them out now. Um, uh, Nicholas Winding uh, was not allowed to meet Charles Bronson in person since he is not from Britain, but was allowed to have two phone calls with him. Tom Hardy met with yeah. Bronson several times, and the two became good friends. They put, <laughs> they put good friends, but I think Tom Hardy says, well, he, he sends him Christmas cards and interest in Georgia. Um, <laughs> Bronson was impressed with how hard he managed to get just as muscular as he was and how well he could mimic his own personality and voice. Uh, Bronson has stated he believes Hardy was the only person who could play him. Interesting thing about that. I don't know if you notice when you watch this film that there's no consistent size to Tom Hardy. No, no, I noticed that. He's all over the place, yeah. isn't he? You, there's a scene where he, he's, he's in the sewing machine workshop and he's really quite thin when you look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, he's quite big and bulky. He's huge later on. He's actually building up to build, put his bulk on for Warrior. Ah, oh, right. So he's that same dude. So, so it, really, and it really is inconsistent. If you ever want to see... Yeah, we all know that films aren't shot in order unless it's a Pacific film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a film to watch because it's literally all over the place. And I, I do think, um, I know I talked to you about this the other day, that I just, I just take me slightly out of the film a little yeah. bit, not too much, only because of the fact that we, 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 we're studying the film because yeah, yeah. we're researching it. I think he looks too young in his film. But that's what's weird about it, he's too young. He's but... too young, but then when he's big oh. and he looks angry, he's yeah. perfect for the role. Uh, I thought you might like this. this well, I know, I know. Charles Bronson shaved off his moustache and sent it to Tom Hardy <laughs> so that it could be made into a loose, into a loose moustache for Hardy to wear. I have no idea if this if that is true or if oh, actually that's Tom Hardy did. I, I want it to be true. You can imagine right. opening a letter up and just having a moustache. <laughs> uh, Bronson was not allowed to see the film, but oh. said that if his mother liked it, then it'd be enough for him. According to Ven, uh, Venning, uh, his mother loved it. In 2011, uh, Bronson was finally allowed to see the film and called it theatrically creative and uh, brilliant. Yeah, I can see why you that. Because, you know, as a general thing, you know, it makes him quite a sad character in the end. Oh, yeah, I, it's I a sad, so, yeah. It's a sad character because, as we've talked about before, he shouldn't have been in prison that long, really, if he weren't for him being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He would have been out, wouldn't he? Yeah. He, got yeah. Out, he would have got out. He would have got out a long time ago. Yeah. Um, he's never killed a man, but he's serving life in prison. Uh, yeah, that's the weird thing, isn't it? He's never um, killed. Bronson is occasionally seen wearing a small pair of shades. These are not an, an accessory. According to the real-life Bronson, his years in poorly lit solitary units so damaged his eyesight that he requires to wear darker lenses oh, just to right. read. So that's the reason why he always reads them. Um, the, prison, the British Prisoner Officers Association complained uh, when the film's London premiere was prefaced with a recording by Charles Bronson himself, recorded at Her Majesty's Prison Wakefield, where he stated, I'm proud of this film. I won't do it either. I'm proud of this film because <laughs> if I drop dead tonight, then I live on. I make no bones about it. I really was a horrible, violent, nasty <laughs> man. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it either. <laughs> See you at the Oscars. Um, it is illegal in the UK to make unauthorised rec recordings of prison inmates. The recording appears on some DVD editions. Oh, right. Awesome. <laughs> um... Jason Statham was originally asked to play Charles Bronson, but scheduling conflicts prevented him from yeah, doing so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a very different film. I, I, I think so. I think so. Oh, we love Statham, but 
he hasn't got the acting chops of Tom Hardy, has he? It's no. a different level of actor, isn't it? Um, contrary to popular belief, Tom Hardy did not do 2,500 push-ups a day in preparation for the role of Bronson. The confusion and reason for this rumour is that Charles Bronson himself was the one doing 2,500 Fuck. push-ups a day what? around the time Hardy was meeting with him to gather information for the film script. Hardy himself denies this rumour during an interview in 2009 with Michael Slink from Interview Magazine. Uh, the full interview is, of course, available. 2,500 a day? Yeah. Well, I suppose you use size you can find. I, I, I can do 10. I'm rubbish at pepper oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad. Uh, <laughs> Charles Bronson has recently changed his name to Charles Salvador. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it for the facts. So let's go through Let's yeah. go for the film. Cal jumping as usual. What? Um, what do you think about the, the whole opening dialogue, that theatrical on the stage kind of thing? No, I like that, but a lot of people, like our mate Steve, who likes it, should like yeah. this film, he didn't like this stuff, did he? No, no. But no. I like it because it gives it something more. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if it, that showed you the, was that, what a country person he was. Mm. Because he wasn't an idiot. No, 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 no. But he sort of was an idiot, wasn't he? Well, he? Some of the things that he did. Yeah. I don't know what was wrong with him. There's obviously something wrong with him. Yeah, you know? I mean, I suppose now... Because he wasn't insane, as you're... No, he wasn't, was no. he? I suppose we could say that maybe he suffers from attention deficit Yeah, disorder, I think definitely, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe bipolar, these kind of things that would send him... Because he could be really movie. nice to people. You know, I've read loads of things about him in prison, because we're doing this film. Yeah, yeah. And I said he did loads of nice things for people. He'd always look after people. Oh, yeah, So yeah. he wasn't a bully. No, but I think as soon as he flipped, oh, he was one of no. these people that... You know, he flips and that's it, it's game over. But he looks brilliant in that suit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a cracking suit. And I yeah. like that. But I also like the fact that I think Hardy is able to pull the... When he's talking about something and he'll smile and then just drop the smile. He's really good he's at that. really good at that. He really was that, that bit? I really like that bit when he's arguing with the judge with himself and he's got the two sides of it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good how he does that. Because yeah. that's quite a big... Like I said, there couldn't have been loads of retakes in his film. Well, I don't think they, they could afford to. Could afford it. So there's a lot of stuff that's... You think, bloody hell... And I'd like that. To me, all my favourite films with a lot of violent characters in, I've got a lot of art in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A la Clockwork Orange. Y- yes, exactly, yeah. Right, it's violent, but it's also beautiful. Chopper. Chopper's I mean, got it, hasn't some, it? There's some beauty, like we're watching the ball fly on the table and the, all the blue, yeah. the blue in it. It's no, really I good. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but when he starts off the other day and he's in that mesh cell, he's covered in like, he's just covered in, like, that's clearly got to be excrement, isn't it? Because... Yeah. What else is it going to be? Do yeah, you know yeah. so already he's kind of like making himself into. A well, it's like a chat that beginning bit when it's got the you know it's got the you know it's the electrician song. Yeah. It's like a caged animal, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what it's. And he's just kind like of like an animal, animal he's, he's just getting more and more wound up. And yeah, yeah, and I think sometimes they dealt with it wrong yeah. by going in because that's what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted an, to fight everyone to kind of like come out. Yeah, the line that he opens up with goes, uh, "I wasn't bad." I wasn't bad, bad. <laughs> yeah. but I still had my principles. Um, I love that. I love that kind of thing because that's when he interjects with the, you know, the kid in 1974, well, before 1974, when he's like fighting in the, the teacher and he's a little <laughs> yeah, shit bag and all that. Yeah. And he gets sent down for seven years uh, in, in, in 1974 for, and he does say, uh, this is the post office I robbed, this is how much I got. And his mum says, don't worry, we're saying you'll be out in four years. I mean, that's a bit weird itself, the fact that mum was like, oh, well, okay. 
When it's that weird thing he says at the beginning, and it goes, uh, you know, I didn't have a, I had a good upbringing. We like the love. Yeah. This is the weird thing about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had everything. Mm. He worked from a broken home. He had a loving parents. It was just in him. Whatever yeah. what was There's in some him, little demon in there. Wasn't in it? there, which I think now they'd probably find a way of getting it. But then they didn't yeah. deal with things like that. It's the seventies in Britain, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, it was yeah. violence. Yeah, like in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I also like though, when he gets sent down, he cries in the cell. And I really like that because it's kind of like, you know, he's not, yeah, he's just kind of like, but then he, the real, like, they always, like a lot of people say that now when they're going to prison, you can be as hard as you want, but as soon as you hear that door clang shut, it's the reality. It's like the reality oh, is exactly the same. People say, I'm a threat. It is to me. Oh, I thought of going to prison scares me yeah, to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just being locked in there all bloody night. Especially, especially in the 70s, that is as well. I mean, no, you do get a PlayStation, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three meals a day. Yeah, yeah. Three meals. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, the prisons in these look like proper shit holes. Oh, oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's pacing around the scenes, he's attacking guards. I, I mean, even that, the sewing scene where he's just sitting there and he, he goes, he just turns around and he goes, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then the guards come, but then the guards come in, the first thing they do straight away is antagonise him. So it's like, right, here we go on board. Let's have a ruckus, you know. Yeah. And again, because every time he gets in trouble, that's some more time onto his sentence. So. And you know, it's ridiculous being in prison all that time for such a minor offence. Yeah. Now, um, the next scene we get is when he's he, he comes along with the cup. We got we got this as a clip actually because I do quite like this clip, and it's the cup of tea scene. All oh, right. Thanks, Mickey. Love one. Milk and sugar? Please. How many sugars? Two. One, two, Again, no, you don't obviously you don't get it on on the uh, on the audio, but it's the way he does that thing with his fists. Yeah. The way that bloke goes. But <laughs> don't you think though? No, this is how you dealt with him. Yeah. If you weren't aggressive with him, he was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people who can control him, like yeah. a lot of people can, him, it's like the the girl. Because they're being nice to him. Yeah, I think yeah. he just wanted people to be nice just to, to be him nice, and yeah. talk to him. Well, that's what he said about his principles, isn't it? But it's like, if you notice as well, when he says to the guard, would you like a cup of tea? Yeah, he's being so nice, isn't he? Yeah, it's sort of like, and the guy, yeah, thanks, Michael. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously he's not Charles Bronson at this point. He's, 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 yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. Michael. Um, but then as he says by his own admission, he takes his violence too far and then they send him to the funny farm. 
And those people don't know. And that's when he knew himself, didn't he? He knew he'd fucked it up there, hadn't he? fucked up there. Now, anybody outside of the UK doesn't know what a funny farm is. That's actually a mental asylum. Yeah, but we used to call it funny farm. We used to call it funny farm. Loony bins. Classic 70s. And the first thing you know that it's a funny farm is the fact that there's a patient there who's taking a dump in his hands, examines it, and then starts to put it on his face. Now, that's why I wanted to bring that thing up about him being in the cell. He's done that himself yeah, in the cell, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And he, but, but he's obviously done that so that he knows that when the guards come and grab him, they've got to grab him. His this guy, he's just simply put in there yeah, and, yeah. and sticking some... I think that sums up how they dealt with... My mum yeah. was uh, like in a mental assault. Well, what did I call him now? Security unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the, you know, in, in the 70s. Mm. And she said it was like that. Yeah. She said the guards are just letting them to do what they want. Yeah, said, yeah. When, they said, when decisions leaving uh, in the 80s... They said they started changing that. They said, no, you can't just leave them. They've got to be helped. Your mum was working there. Yeah. Just, 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 oh, just no, she weren't in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she was working there. Just listeners know. Because why you sitting there, you go, yeah, my mum was in there. It's a famous thing in Birmingham called Highcroft that's now. It's like million pound apartments. Yeah, How but, fucking ironic is that? Well, right? there's also Money Hall, Hall, Money Hall Road as well, wasn't it? That was, I mean, that was. Uh, yeah, and that's such a thing used to do then. They'd either beat them up or just start dope them up. Also, we worked in a, a uh, in the same unit, if you remember, doing that because oh, where did we want to apply the BBC and that? And where did our school send us? To an insane yeah, asylum yeah, at East like, Birmingham Hospital, yeah, where yeah, they chewed it. bolts off the door every day. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, education. Yeah. That's where we are now. But I can let you know, I love that scene in that because that's, yeah, again, we ain't got a lot of money. No. You know, what can we do? We've got a big room and put a crappy, that wouldn't work. No. It's got the cage over the door. There's yeah. a big gap on there. There's a big gap. But they've got that, and I think I don't mind things like that because I haven't got the money. Well, but so that scene is amazing because everyone's acting properly. Yeah, acting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they drug him up, don't they? So, and that, yeah, then that's how they dealt with him. What did you, did you refer to that as a, a chemical cost? A chemical cost. Sort of, I said that like, they're all scared of that. Yeah. Yeah, because it works. It works well. Yeah, I mean, he's literally sort of like you know. But he's still amazingly acting in that bit, isn't he? Oh, well. you, you like that bit, yeah? Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you get you get the um, well. First of all, you get the pet shop boys. It's a scene. Yeah. Which is a cracking scene. Uh, yeah, I love that dance. Uh, scene. It were, I mean, it's funny enough how the the the, the patients dancing to pet shop boys. It's a scene works so well with the with the. Oh, they should have re-released that. Actually. Yeah, yeah that's really well. well. But then this is the bit where you, you, he's drugged up and he gets the um. Uh, well, you see the paedophile... It's a horrible case. It's a horrible case. It's a horrible case, and he suggests that they, they, they two of them... That's uh, me and you were a child in an erotic orgy. Yeah, it's scene, isn't it? And he's desperately trying to, yeah, yeah. to to kill him anyway, and he spits at him. He does get him later on, and he strangles him, but I don't think... He doesn't kill him, because he does say, doesn't he, at the end of the film, I never killed no, anyone. No, no, no. Um, but, he, but he did that deliberately, so he could get out, but also I think he got to great satisfaction in... Yeah, in but he fucked that because they put him in Broadmoor then, didn't they? Then they put him in Broadmoor, yeah, which, which you know... <laughs> and, then, and then, weirdly, let him out. So, at this point, he'd spent 26 years in solitary confinement, yeah, yeah. and was then that, they was, deemed him sane. Yeah, was, you know, was this before the bit, well, my favourite bit's in it, it was me versus the thingy. From the most dangerous man to the most expensive man. Yeah, that's on the roof. Yeah, yeah. And then he's doing that. 
Um, so he gets sent back home, and uh, this is the thing where you see him on the train. You like this line in this, don't you? If we don't, then it's in the trailer anyway, yeah. Rich, because what are you doing? He goes, I'm going home, because I'm going to make a name for myself. Yeah. Which is ironic, because that's all he's ever wanted to do, hence the reason why he spent all the time in prison, becoming the most violent person in prison, the most expensive person in prison, the most insane person yeah, in prison, yeah, yeah, the most yeah. violent, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, but when his mum and dad... Oh, he goes, uh, oh, that's it, the line of this. He goes, I'm going to make a name for myself. Oh, yeah, how? He goes, I'm going to kill the Queen. <laughs> uh, and this, <laughs> I love this. This is such good fighting, mate. The way that so it's between him and the girl. He goes, I'm going to make a name for myself. Oh, yeah, how? I'm going to kill the Queen. Ah, off to London then. No, Luton. And, <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Because so Luton's good. where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sees his mum and dad, and I, I think it's a beautiful scene as well where the mum's kind of like, but. He's a little he's, kid again, isn't he? He's like a little kid, like what you said about the car. The car, bit, yeah. Saying, you know, he can't get out of the car because he's got a child lock on it. He's got a child lock on it, and he's he's trying, to, he's trying, to, <laughs> trying to get out of it. But the way that his dad looks really. Yeah. You don't know if his dad's pleased to see him or he's just no, nervous no. around him. Because he comes in, says, Where's my stuff? Where's my bed? Yeah, where it moves since yeah. then. Because he's. He never grew, did he? No, no. He never no, grew. No. He was the same as he was when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think prison probably could have helped. I know he didn't help himself, but probably these days would have dealt with him. He probably needed some education. Mm. I think he could have. I always think he was a person, probably should have gone in the army. He probably, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think he might yeah. have seen He would have got the discipline, they would have made him, uh, made him, you know, like a. So that was then again, he would have left the army and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the cocktail parties, well, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? With all these. Yeah, this is a weird. What is going on there? Because that's his. You don't know. Because they're like. There's a trans, transgender trans, people, aren't yeah. they? Or is, is it just a drag? Or is it I just. Don't I don't know. I'm not too sure how we're supposed to say these. Oh, these days, especially in the 70s, it was even drag queen. In, in, the, in the 70s, it was a drag queen, so we'll stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and various other kind of. Is he like his uncle or something like that? He's, it's his uncle. I don't know what's going on with his uncle. Yeah. And he's completely disarmed in there, isn't he? Yeah. Because no yeah. one's aggressive, and he's just like quite normal having a drink. Yeah, people just like rubbing his eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this is the bit now where he's back in touch with his mate who he met whilst yeah, yeah. having a cup of tea. And he becomes basically, it's a, um, a bare knuckle fighter, and then fight, yeah. that's how he comes. And he says, You're going to have to change your name. So he comes up with Charles Bronson. No, name, the first know. one. Oh, this is Charlton Bronson. No, yeah, Charlton Eston. Charlton Eston. So then he becomes Charles Bronson. And uh, he batters the first fighter, and then. Oh, he's got that last bit of line. And then, then pisses on him. He goes, 20 quid. Triggers. You pissed on the gypsy. <laughs> yeah, no. He just battered the man in the shed and pissed on the gypsy. <laughs> well, I love the fighting stuff in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so ridiculous. Maybe the dog's in it. Fuck it, come on, <laughs> then, let him go. It's like he's got two fucking Dobermans here. <laughs> It's not when he's finding them two blokes. It's not when you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, also as well. That what I do like about it, the facts as well, is that sometimes you know he, he does like in the first fight with him, he gets battered. Yeah, he and does. then jumps back up again, carries on fighting. Yeah. It's like just sort of like oh, he's winning every time. He's I like, think he was the amount of pain, the punishment he could take. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, I think he kind of relished that kind of. And I think that was something like that, you know, because he. He must have been, no, I think he was quite tough. But I think he was a bad I think, so. I think yeah. he could take loads of punishment, and that is the difference with great fighters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They can take it as well as give it. I think, I, I think Tyson was a bit like that, wasn't yeah. he? And I think, I think he it's because, it. But I think the thing is, because he's got that inner anger, that constant fire, that constant kind of like pent-up energy, it's got to come out somewhere. A bit like as well, income and perform. It's the punisher. Yeah, because yeah, I think yeah, exactly. the punishment, he, te- he gets beat up loads, but all he does is spur him on to be fucking tougher. 
And mm. I think that that's you know I'm not saying you know I'm not saying it's a good thing, but that is listening to great boxers as yeah, well yeah, yeah. and MMA fighters that can take it. It's what right? Mm. Not not doubt. Like normal people get winded or oh, I'm, I'm losing. Not not Bronson. No, no, no. He knows he's going to lose. Oh yeah, yeah. Start when he's fighting five guards. He knows he's going to bloody yeah. lose. Oh, he'll, he'll just carry on. With yeah. Well, this is again on that the scene where you see him fighting and he's when he's wearing his brown suit. Yeah. He's when he's the biggest. He's he huge is, he's in that, you know. And this that's where, that bit where he's standing with the lights behind. I love that. Oh, it's bit. beautiful, it? yeah. Yeah, that is uh, called Glass Shark. That sounds cool. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like an eight. They're like an American band, but they do like 80s electro. And that's mm. why it sounds all a bit like Simple Minds and all that. Oh, but I love that. The laser light behind him. Yeah. He's just fucking giving a fuck off. Well, he looks huge <laughs> there. But then that's the problem because this next scene where, well, no, no it's not this next scene, but. He's with this girl and he's kind of like, he, you know, he obviously he's like slept with her and all this kind of stuff. And he tells her that she loves him, but she goes, I love Brian. Yeah. Who's Brian? Yeah. yeah. My boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then, and this is down for you, because it still's like a thousand pound being, you love that scene. No, I love that bit. Fuck up, you can't. You said that one, she didn't even do anything. Nah. You fucking don't call the police for 10, no. Give me 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> she did give me 15 minutes. <laughs> I want to take a butcher's at that ring there. That ring there, sir. That's a thousand pound ring, sir. <laughs> Oh, he's just shouting. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. shouting. He's, he's brilliant shouting. He's because he's so angry. But it's sort of comical as well, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it is comical. Because the, get... the people in the people in the people ain't reacting. This is a funny nah. shouting. They're doing nothing. <laughs> do. But he, he gives and gives this ring to the girl who takes it. I know he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then just says no, didn't she? Yeah. And then he gets caught for stealing the ring. Yeah. So now he's back the inside. Is, he wasn't a criminal mastermind either. Was no, he? no, no. He weren't really. Well, that's <laughs> the only two crimes he's done outside. <laughs> yeah, of I, suppose, I suppose that we know. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he's caught, he's back, you know, he's, he's locked up again. And this is this next scene that we see um, where he's suddenly a lot thinner again. Yeah, he's yeah. lying on the bed. Um, but we're going to play this scene because uh, I, I, this is I, your I scene, scene. It's my favourite scene. <laughs> yeah. Fucking chance, you c- 
counts. Cheeks on my ass, bloody my ass, you fucking homo! On it, 
Oh, son, quickly! Quicker, quicker! Quicker, 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 quicker! Fuck off! Sit down! In the corner! Don't move, cunt! Now, hang on to your feelings, all right? Because it's going to get fucking hairy. Watch that scene. I was thinking, what is it? Is that grease? Is that duck fat? And it's apparently it's Vaseline. That's what oh, it's meant right. to be used. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, but it's just like I mean that's some good shouting in that. In there. Yeah, yeah. But that is played dialogue for no reason, though, doesn't he? Put that thing on my ass, you fag. Yeah. He goes, oh my, get it on my ass cheeks. Not in my ass, you homo. Quicker, quicker, quicker. <laughs> and actually, I'll put that on. Um, I'll put that scene on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, like I said, a lot of the people he kidnapped, he never hurt them. He Not hurt them, but a lot of them he didn't. He just kept them there because he was a. He was a weird thing. He was going with the the. He was just authority, weren't he? Yeah. He yeah. had to constantly stand up to authority. But, didn't but there's, no, there's actually no point in him doing no. that in that scene because one the guy the was out, he was a nice guy. Well, the guy was bringing him some library books. He turned around and says, "Sorry, Charlie, I ain't got any." But and, and then he just locks him up. And yeah. You're getting, Oh, don't, and you do think don't don't hurt him, yeah. Yeah. but then he turns around, doesn't he? And he goes, oh, right, you better get your fingernails ready. This is gonna be. It. And he's thinking, <laughs> and he just turns around, he gets into a fight, and he's battered straight away. Yeah, yeah. This is and the... then and then locked back up again. Now he ends up doing some art artwork, and then he he realised because I mean Charles Bronson's artwork is very oh, unusual. I like it. Now really I like weird. outsider art. Yeah, which shows his mind. He do. Because he's really like does. a superhero in it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And the art teacher is played by, um, as we said, um, Percival. Um, James Lance, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, he knew how to deal with him, but he did push it a bit too far, he didn't he? Pushed a bit too but far, he didn't yeah. know how to deal with him, didn't well, he? The interesting thing about that now, if, if you notice, right, his art comes up and he tells the, the, the governor that, look, I think you know we found a good outlet for his thing, you know, we could put a show. When he goes to show him, and, yeah. the, and the governor has no interest yeah, in that. Yeah, and I think, yeah. And you see that, and he goes, well, you know, uh, I'm sure we good because that we're having to cut the funding for art thing. And you see that the art teacher didn't know about it. Obviously, Charles Bronson's just not realised that. And he's thinking, oh, great. So now this is going to go. What am I going to do now? Yeah. So the art teacher's there turning around saying, I'll tell you what, because he's a scathing. I'll tell you what, mate. You know, I think you're glating and all this kind of stuff. And he's thinking, you know, he's pushing it too far. Oh, it's the way he goes really quiet, doesn't it? He's yeah. like really just brooding in the thing there. But that's when he's got his glasses on and yeah. his big moustache. The classic look. The classic Bronson look. And then he kidnaps him. Yeah, yeah. Which must have been horrendous for that. Yeah, like, I it mean, that must serious. have been so, so scary for him. And just kind of paints his face in this strange yeah. armour, doesn't it? But then the he has the music, doesn't he? That's the weird thing. Yeah, he has the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing like classical music and all these kinds of stuff, and they're all weighing outside. And I think that seems so good because it yeah, is quite yeah. terrifying, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit funny, isn't it? Yeah, because, right, he's had enough. He's had enough. Come on. Come on, you guys. Oh dear, boy! But again, like, I think I, I, I said to you that um, the amount of times that Tom Hardy's got his old tackle out in his film. Oh, I, it's, I a, mean, he's, it's a brave performance. It really is. A, it's yeah. a proper theatrical performance, isn't it? It's a really is a artistic stage performance. I think. Yeah, really yeah. Like I said, you know, we both Tom. I still don't think Tom Hardy's been better. I like him in everything. I really I like him. I know, like... I you like him. He's good in The Revenant, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's really good in it. I don't like the film that much. Because it's no. I like him in The Craze one. 
I think he's really funny in that. I yeah. like that. I, I like that because I think he's funny, but it's a very weird version of the craze. I think he's, I mean, he's got that scene in the craze where he turns around oh, and goes, really uh, goes yeah. where's your shooter? <laughs> I, like, Shoot. I came here for a proper fucking fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of wankers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he does it really well. I'm just not overly keen on that film. No, nah, it's, it's a weird... It's, I don't. I'm not a great fan of Inception either. I know you are. I like I'm Inception not a great a fan of Inception because I just found it a little bit too in its face kind of thing, really. But I probably like it more now. Yeah. But I think Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just absolutely cracking in it. But I think Mad yeah. Max as well. Really. I think he's pretty say anything yeah. in Mad Max. But the problem with a lot of Tom Hardy's career is Tom Hardy, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I mean, because he's renowned for being an arsehole, isn't he, on set? Yeah, I think. Well, no, I just think Do you know how he did Revenant, right? Yeah. He had an argument, right, with the director, cut his name out, right? He went back into town, cut, turned up the next day with a t shirt with the director's email up his severed head. Really? Oh dear. <laughs> and he said, I would have sacked him, but I, I, he was too good in the film. Oh, and I think that's the problem with Tom Hardy. Well, a bit like how Brando was. I think yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. ilk of actor where he's just. Because Tom Hardy was a bit. He had a lot of problems when he was young, didn't he? He, he was a junkie in that world. He could play Brando, couldn't he? Definitely. He's got that broody. Yeah. Theatrical as well, because I think with Tom Hardy, he's a little bit posh, isn't he? And he's got a lot of a read thing yeah, of yeah. that world, isn't he, where he was always hiding it. Well, again, his accent kind of goes from... Oh, I don't know what his accent is, Tom Hardy's accent. You know, you know what Gary Oldman's accent is? Right? Oh, that can't can 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 It's like that. Oh, is it? But with, a, with the modern kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of yeah. That, you know, kind of like what Coventry people seem to say, right? But... But it's also Tom Hardy. He's a really lovely person because he loves dogs and that. He loves animals. He loves dogs, doesn't he? And I think he like, loves kids and stuff. Yeah, like that. I think he's a not. But I, I think he's changed quite a bit. I mean, uh, he's, yeah. he's made, married twice. He's settled down more now. He's got a couple of kids. As he says, like, when, there's a wonderful thing on YouTube. I think he's bisexual as well. I think, he, I think he was. But, well, he, somebody asked him you know, on, a, on a, a news scene, the term around says, you know, about the ambiguity of his sexuality. And he goes, well, why do you want to know that? Yeah, for? yeah. What's that got to do with his film? And he's right, isn't he? Yeah, he's right. right. And I think as well, because he was a model, he come from modelling. Yeah. I think he always wanted well, to uh, prove that he's, he's a bit tougher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think a lot of them come from that. Yeah. Have you seen that clip on the Jonathan Ross show where it, when he shows it, he's going, I'm not happy with you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But there's also a clip on YouTube which I showed you talking to you about yesterday it was not about where it's a kids ask some hardy awkward questions no, yeah, really and they're like funny, four like... years old and there's that one kid five years old he goes good age that five yeah. good age that <laughs> yeah, yeah. nearly a man yeah, yeah. and he goes, uh, he goes what's the naughtiest you should, you've ever done <laughs> and he just, he just says man he goes he goes too many things <laughs> too many <laughs> just google it yeah, 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 yeah. And as well, when he was on Alan Carr, he was always yeah. a right laugh of Alan Carr, oh, weren't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Some of that, I think he was just, I think if you were, I think if you, with normal people, he was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I would have a read, weren't he? Yeah. Normal people on the street, he was, if you're a driver, yeah. a brickie, I love that story of Oliver Reed's story where the, you know towards the end of his life where he was out helping the builders to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fine then. You put him in theatrical people and he didn't, he didn't like it. And no. I think and he's like that. He's like he's just a fucking actor. Well, it's like, like, like what we said with Oliver Reed to said that he, he he learnt all of his acting. I mean, he didn't do anything of his acting. No, but uh, you know from going to the pub, you know because the pub you can learn 
you know, everybody ultimately is going to the pub for the one reason. Yeah, yeah. Social, social lessons to get drunk. You know, you could get the businessman with his bowler hat, as he says on that thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, next to the bricky, and sooner or later the bowler hat will be askew, his tie will be undone, and they'll both be talking about shit. And that's the whole thing. I mean, uh, the thing with Tom Hardy as well is that he's recently he's done two big television programmes. Of course, he's a guest star in uh, Peaky Blinders he's as uh, Alfie, um, Solomon's. Alfie Solomon's. Again, the trouble with that is, see, I don't like Peaky Blinders. He just does it. Yeah, but if um, he does that because he loves that director. But he really likes to. He helps him out, doesn't he? I think. I mean, Peaky Blinders is right. great if you don't come from Birmingham. It's all right. It's right. just all right. And Taboo was the recent. Yeah, one, I liked him. Which in that. was just what the was no, going on with that. He looked, no, it's just him looking amazing. Right. Yeah. It's like someone said, if ever they're going to do a new um, Oliver, and you want someone doing, you want to build Sykes. It's going to be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you, think about, you said that he could uh, he could play Marlon Brando in a biography. He could play Oliver Reed in a mm. biography. I mean, t- did Taboo end? No, that was a new series. Well, wasn't he supposed to be? What was the whole point of it? Wasn't he sort of like a, a, a ghost or? Well, you don't know, right? Like, you don't know all. You, all you'd known in that, right? That he, his mom, when she was in America, she was an Indian. He was half yeah. you know, Native American. I still call him Indian. Uh, you know, he, he did some weird right with him to give her son power, but right. you don't know what that power was. But at the end of the first series, he was going to he was going with Stephen Graham to oh. and what a, you know, amazing to Stephen Graham. Graham as well. Yeah, you can right. Imagine him too on the night. Oh yeah. Uh, gone to America. That's the next series. He's coming on. I think it's like, uh, the end of this year. He was mm. filming it, but he's also done a film that's coming out this year. He plays Al Capone. Is that going to be? What's the, what? Um, so that means Tom that, so you had Stephen Graham playing Al Capone yeah and put the end of his life after he come out of prison oh, he, he didn't he died in prison didn't he? no no this is the thing he, he, he had two years out of prison uh, when he was syphilis he had syphilis he was going mad and all he was he kept getting vincent by other people he killed really right yeah he lived in New Orleans and that's what's going to be it was filmed last year but I've heard Tom Hardy's gone quiet late there ain't been much Tom Hardy about has that uh, yeah, when he'll do another film. Mad Max I don't think he'll win if he was well, he agreed to, he agreed oh he did I know he's been an arse I was an arse on that I mean, he's one of them ones where, well, I suppose, exactly, I know we shouldn't uh, we compare people, but he, like Marlon Brando, he was like... He was a nightmare, but look at his But look at it, like, you, you, you thought by... You so know the I'm complicated like, actors are, mate, the best actors. You know what, I might watch The Revenant again when I get home. I I, 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 I've seen it really. He's amazing, isn't he? He's yeah. amazing. Him and Leonard. Oh, 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 do I watch Tinker Tailor and Soldier Spy? Oh, he's brilliant, that, you know. Yeah, because he's not that tough in that. He's Benedict Cumberbatch, the tough guy. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah, and old uh, Colin yeah. Firth in it. I like a bit of Colin Firth. But I think he's one of them actors, like, you just love him. Yeah. He's brilliant, but, like, if you want 10 minutes, you want someone to be brilliant in the film, bring, get Tom, bring Tom Hardy in. Now, now, being that we finished talking about that, I wanted to ask you a question, which I should have done at the beginning of the thing. Uh, I went and recently saw 1917. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I saw it in the IMAX screen, and I thought, absolutely wonderful. I, unfortunately, haven't seen Parasite, but you have. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's your opinion on, obviously, Parasite winning the Oscar? Yeah. Do you, what, what do you think? Well, I like I said... I, I liked. I really enjoyed Parasite. Mm. It's very good, and you watch it. It does draw you in. Right. Okay. But mm. this is meant to be about cinema. Right. Okay. The cinematic experience. Right. I could watch Parasite on the telly on my phone. Okay, I'm right. Okay, yeah, you could yeah, watch yeah. it on your phone. Right. And I'm not into that. But no, no. But you could. You used to, do not they? Right. <laughs> you could watch it on your phone and think, yeah, I could get something from that because yeah. it's all about script, but no. Couldn't do that in 1917. No, I think no. he'd lose something kind of even a bit, you know, mm. 1942, yeah, what yours is, for, about 40, whatever. Uh, uh, 47, 47, something like that. Anyway, it's still lose something on that yeah. because it's everything. To me, the best Oscar is a mix of all, because my wife always says to me, why does 
the different best actor not being the best film. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I said, because the best film is a combination of all them of things. All the, all the actors. Them things are just on their own. Yeah. They're saying that he's brilliant in that film, but the rest of the film's not that great. Mm. That's what that's saying. With the best films, we've got all them combinations. Mm. Nothing stands out because it's all good. And I think if I was going to be... It's, it's 1917. Yeah. Could I watch Parasite again now? No. no. I saw it. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah, yeah, 1917 yeah. I could have come out and watched it again because there's loads of you missed yeah also the interesting thing as well which I didn't know is that if you saw uh, did you see it normal cinema or IMAX cinema IMAX oh, no. if you saw it normal cinema you missed some of it anyway because it's actually filmed for an IMAX screen oh, like, oh I didn't know I mean that. not a lot not a lot not a lot I mean it's just slightly not so that because I would watch it if you come on the telly I, I, would, would, watch I, it. I will buy it yeah will, because one I'm fascinated with the making of it oh, as well I think the making it, of it is and there's you know, you know there's a brilliant program out there, isn't there? I don't think yeah, this is for people in Britain called uh, Live Cinematic. Yeah. Right, and it's got Sam Mendes talking about it, and there's lo- and it's amazing. It explains one shot with a motorbike. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like in a way it's like modern filmmaking, but in a way it's also old filmmaking. It is that's the country that would have done years ago. What I loved as well, the way that he he describes how they did this one shot. It's, it's, the film's meant to be almost obviously it's not in one day, it's not real time, but, but <coughs> excuse me. But the way that he says at this point now the cameraman jumps onto the back of a jeep and you're there going, you are. Oh no. And then the jeep <laughs> drives off and then yeah. he jumps down and he goes, and he's thinking Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they can see why. Um, they're on about yeah, how yeah. much of rehearsal was, was sort of like you know um, uh, going on for that and if you like handheld I love handheld shots I do and I love this I love, you know because and as well it's shot beautifully not jerking around yeah, yeah, yeah. you know which is the very modern which I can't fucking no, stand no, 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 it's sort of classic filmmaking yeah, yeah. but modern as well and it's got some of the best lighting I've ever seen in a cinema oh god I, right. I, I, that one do, wouldn't bother yeah that, there's a light where they, they said the shots of what was it five it was the biggest lighting we ever unbelievable yeah. it's like this flare that he shoots on yeah, yeah. and it's you think fucking and it's like beautiful yeah. it's surreal it's, it's so well. beautiful it's got, to me it's, got, it's a perfect film yeah. yeah, and it's got some amazing cameos just enough just enough yeah just if you go oh the best of British really Andrew yeah. Scott again he's amazing yeah. he's in it for five minutes well, I like him in short bursts yeah. I do Daniel Myers brilliant always good yeah always good uh, as you said, yeah, and just like uh, Colin Firth. Colin, I mean, I, I'm a huge Colin yeah. Firth. I like Colin Cumberbatch Firth. Cumberbatch is amazing. Cumberbatch. Well. Um, who's, who's the other one? Oh, uh, it's uh, Mark Strong. Mark Strong. Mark Strong. He starts now, his boot up. I was trying to look, you know, the general that's in the car. Yeah. Is that someone? But I don't think it was. No. But no, well, wonderful. And there's also some kind of like, ooh, moments and stuff like that. It's My wife a, got a bit annoyed by one because it, it, it apparently medically wasn't right, but still. It's there, a film. You know. it's also, a, also she, she, she turned around and went, he goes, I don't, now, I've seen a couple of films on IMAX. I saw the, no, this my way, first ever. No, I know this way. You could send me a text right away and get this boy up. I sent her Evans and he's pissed off. My first ever IMAX experience was in Australia when I went and saw uh, Avenger of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we came back and we saw Star Trek. That was both both me and you. That was your first. Yeah, we weren't too keen in Well, we was in sitting in the wrong room position. And, and there was a man with bad trousers anyway. And bad body odour. But but the screening at Rubri, it was like a nice size IMAX screen. But I was just, I've looked and I thought, man, it's like when you play, when you like, you've just, I mean, you're used to your new TV. Yeah, yeah it took me a while to When you go and play a game, oh on no, it, no, yeah, that's when it comes oh, into its own. Oh my god! And I sat there, and I was looking at, it, I was thinking, my oh, god, that picture is crystal clear. The sound is beautiful. I'm thinking, this is. And then and then they they played an advert, which was like, um, oh, I'll tell you what it was. It was for DreamWorks, you know, the DreamWorks title card. And I was thinking, you've really got to upscale that dream yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks shit. And my wife turned around and went, 
I couldn't see any difference. And they go, oh, yeah, man, you, yeah. can't, you can't see any differences. Yeah. It's obvious what it is. Yeah, yeah, it? that is. But then again, that's because she looks like a fan of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. what are we doing next, Cal? We are doing... Come on, tell him. Here come the Predator. Yes. Because we've done no Schwarzenegger, which is disgraceful. I know, I know. Well, you wanted to jingle the other way, didn't you? Fuck, jingle all the way. Is that that? What's that? Christmas actually, all right? Is it? Right, you know? No, I don't think I've seen it. You know, I like Schwarzenegger being funny. I like Schwarzenegger. Hey, we'll talk about that. Yeah, no, no, Let's yeah. not do it in this. So we're going to do Predator. There's going to be, clearly there's going to be some clips in that. So, I can uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's got time. something to fucking yeah, once in a fucking time. Yeah, uh, the funny thing is that Mike Woody, uh, he put on Facebook about, um, you know, because he's quite detrimental towards superhero films. And he goes, this is a proper film. And he was a Predator thing. And then Woody, anybody who doesn't know how Mike Woody, he's the composer who does the theme tune yeah, 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 yeah. of, of our podcast over the past 11 years or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, we're going to do Predator if you want to send us any comments on that wafflonpodcast at gmail.com would be great we've got a Facebook group page Jen's going to tell you all about that in a minute anyway uh, we did have let me just get this piece of paper that I screwed up in, screwed anger, up in, in, in anger. anger earlier on because I couldn't get my lines out also the fact that I ain't got my glasses on but I'm just going to read these people's names out who took the time to comment on our because uh, we've got a lot I love him for saying that we was going to do uh, Bronson um, so these are following people Steve Mann Ian Higgins Anthony James as usual Patrick Stratford he's the one who mentioned the Bill Podcast Kel Kel you seem quite interested in that Bill Podcast I mean fucking Bill Podcast okay maybe not uh, Ollie Peters Paul Kelly your dad that is by the way was it? <laughs> it was Emma Cavall do you know her? oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 okay. I have heard of her Andrew, Andrew Carrington Just Adams uh, and that's that so thank you guys uh, for Taking the time to send yeah. us comments. No, Rob, Rob K this year. He's in with uh, Tom Hardy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Bronson, yeah. He's, he's Bronson. If he was Bronson, he, could, he could well be. Because you know, appendage. Appendage, Cal? Yeah, you can write to Charles Bronson, he'll write back to you. Really? Yeah. I'm not doing If you that. look on his website, on Facebook, I thought about doing it and I said, why don't you just do it? Because he'd turn up here. Yeah. But would you really want to get into it? Because you couldn't say no. Well, he Fuck got, off. He got married recently, didn't he? To yeah. uh, an Indian lady. He's quite old as well now, isn't he? I think he is. I think yeah. he's going to be in his mid 60s, hasn't he? How did, no, I did, I, what was the chemistry between them two? It was just sort of like, because he's PA. He's a, he's a housewife. Yeah, yeah. He's a housewife. Yeah. Do you know as well, a quick a little bit of quick I should have said this, right? there's, a, a, there's a really good travel series, a documentary on Netflix called Dark Tourist. Yeah. Right, and on one of them, it's about whether in Britain, and he goes to that weird museum outside the Forest of Dean, right? Mm. It's an amazing museum. It's also the sickest museum I've ever been in my thinking. So bad, <laughs> where the local council won't even mention it by name because they don't want people going there, but it's amazing. <laughs> okay. It's got loads of Nazi stuff from the war, like <laughs> serial killer stuff. But in there, it's got one of Charlie Brunson's suits. Now, the bloke who does the show... The host, he's walking around, he goes, oh, he's turning around, and the bloke goes, oh, I know him, phone him up, and he phones him up, no. and he's on the phone with him, and he's exactly, all right there, my man, you watch it, man. So what's it called? It's called Dark Tourist. And it's, it's on? It's on Netflix, the oh, one where they're in Britain, and he's okay. he only done two years, he phones up, and he's talking exactly how you want him to talk. Oh, Maybe no. like, oh my God, he's just like, hey, and he's going, hello, young man. Oh, that's it, I'm going to have <laughs> yeah, to. So if you want to see what he sounds like in real life, He's like Dark Toys. Okay. Um, Inside Number Nine, have you seen them yet? Doing them tonight. Okay, so we'll, we'll, tonight. we'll talk about Inside Number Nine next oh, no. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Cheery bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com.
You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Thing you've ever done. You don't want to know. When we've had big guests on in the past, sometimes there's a list of questions that we're not allowed to ask, but I've found a loophole to get around this. We get kids to ask some of the big questions. That way, if a guest doesn't answer, means they hate children. They're pying off a child. Exactly. But there's nothing wrong with that if you're a father. So first up is Cooper, age five. That's a good age five. Hi, I'm Cooper, I'm five years old. My favourite number is 15. Good number, that. Alan and Tom Hardy, how did you get into the TV? How did, question, the TV? how did you get in the TV? There's a little door round the back, and inside there, there's various colleges. It's a little bit like Hogwarts, but different. And there's an acting school in there as well. And after a period of time, you graduate, and eventually you appear when they let you. Amazing. On the screen. How do you get back out of the telly once you're sort of finished? You open up the door and you come back out again. And you close it behind you. But that's a secret. That's some real insider information there. Cooper, please keep that to yourself. And also, Cooper, don't go around the back of the telly without your mum or dad watching you. Okay? And touch any wires or look for a door. Next up, we have Lola. Hi, Tom. My name's Lola and I'm 11. I've just started a new school and I'm trying really hard to behave. What's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? You don't want to know. No, I think she does though, Tom. That's nah, the thing she you. wants to know the naughtiest thing you've ever done. Go online when you're old enough and have a look. It gets worse. But making the effort to try to be good is really, really important. But being yourself is more important. Enjoy being young because it's very, very special. And remember what I always say, Lola, if you don't do well at school, you can always be a radio DJ. Next up is Sienna. Hi, Tom. My name's Sienna and I'm 10. I recently just played Glinda the Good Witch and Wizard of Oz. Ledge. If I was a snack, I'd be Chris. What snack would you be? What snack would I be? It wouldn't be meaty. I'm not really a meaty snack. I'm too sort of sinewy, you know, so more of a twiglet. How about that? A bag of twiglets. You would be a bag of... Yeah, you either love it or you hate it, don't you? You either love me or you hate me. Either way, I'm a bag of twiglets. Man. I don't, I don't <laughs> know anyone that what hates gonna do Tom Hardy. One image. Leave me or take me. I'm a bag of twiglets. What's up? <laughs> I don't care. Next up, Isabella. Hey, Isabella. I'm Isabella Mantle. I have five princesses. Jasmine, Elsa, Moana. And Moana is my favourite princess. Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, and um, that's all of them. What's your favourite princess? I'm just really glad that she's caught all of the princesses and she's taking care of them, so I don't think I could choose. Long live all of those princesses. Long live Isabella. And more importantly, long live Isabella. Yeah, she seems like the, the princess there. Um, in a nice way. Lovely message here from uh, Jimmy, who's six and a half. It's a manly age. Hi, Tom Hardy. My name is Jimmy, and I'm six and a half. I love goldfish because I think that they're golden. Do you like goldfish more than humans? Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. All sentient beings are important, you know, so I don't think you can love anything that's not sentient more than the other, you know. And we can see ourselves in all living things. 
warn us to care about everything and approach it with love. Unless, of course, it attacks you. In which case, lovingly, see it off with a big stick. <laughs> That's so profound. But, love all things, buddy. Unless. Unless it's coming at you, mate. In which case. Dispatch it with the love, man. Got you. <laughs> Got you. Tom, you're the best. I, it wouldn't work out, but I, I somehow wish that you were my daddy. You could give me the family advice going up. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is silly, bugger.